You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Album Tunes, Here Before You Die. episode we'll be talking about Craftwork Autobahn. In the room I have Rob. Fawn. Ben. Fawn. And Anne. Fawn. Autobahn is the fourth studio album by German electronic band Craftwork, released on the 1st of November 1974 on Philips Vertigo. The producer was Rolf Hunter Florian Schneider. The genre is electronic pop and krautrock. And from all music reviews, Stephen Thomas Erwine Although Kraftwerk's first three albums were groundbreaking in their own right, Autobahn is where the group's hypnotic electronic pulse genuinely came into its own. The main difference between Autobahn and its predecessors is how it develops an instantly propulsive pulse that makes the repeated rhythms and riffs of the shimmering electronic keyboards and translite guitars all the more hypnotizing. The 22-minute title track in a severely edited form became an international hit single and remains the peak of the band's achievements. It encapsulates the band and why they are important in one track, but the rest of the album provides soundscapes equally as intriguing. With Audubon, the roots of electro-funk, ambient, and synth-pop are all evident. It's a pioneering album, even if its electronic trances might not capture the attention of all listeners. All right, what do we think of Autobahn by Kraftwerk? It's a fucking masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah. We're, 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 we're in my fucking, my wheelhouse. It's my wheelhouse. We've arrived. We're it's here. my fucking wheelhouse. God damn it. Um, no, I mean, I, I, I'm not. <laughs> I, I I will not hog the mic on this. Uh, Talk as much as you can. <clears throat> okay. Uh, I was I was less enthusiastic, I think, than you. And and I and I want to hear why I'm why I should not listen to this album from a more modern perspective, uh, especially the obviously the song Audubon, which seems to have Tra- side one, side it, one, it's side one. Yeah, but to me, it had. I mean, don't get me wrong, Kraftwerk's awesome they have awesome concepts but the track itself is a bit lacking in terms of just what it's doing what it's presenting it's 22 minutes i understand the conceptually mm-hmm. but it's minimalism <laughs> it is but okay here, here i, I want to hear all right you know so uh, what are, are you familiar with the other three records beforehand mm-hmm. okay um i'm not Okay, so you've you've got uh, you've got Kraftwerk, Kraftwerk, you've got Ralph and Florian, Kraftwerk two, Ralph and Florian, then Kraftwerk two. I thought Ralph uh, and Florian was three. Ralph and Florian's two, Kraftwerk two came after that. Uh, okay. uh, I think Ralph left for a minute, and then they came back with Kraftwerk two. But the important thing. About 
about this is like the the Kraftwerk one. There's actually Kraftwerk beats happening on it. It's a, it's it's a it's a live drummer like doing his thing. And so Music Concrete was like the idea behind like some French composer fella, and his whole thing was like uh, Music Concrete is real music, and right. real by real music. I'm sorry to if we're going back over things we already done the can no, no. episode. Uh, real music was using uh, tape loops. Uh, or tape recorders going out in the field recording a, a train and the train makes the sound and so we're going to use that to build this like gigantic like uh, you know a, an orchestra of real sounds not sounds like that are like doing farts on a Casio exactly like, doing like that but before we could do farts on a Casio it'd be farts into the tape recorder and then we're building off of that um, introduce the Moog synthesizer Florian gets one blah 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 blah, blah. Come to this eventually. Is Florian the one that looks like Will Forte? Uh, Florian's got the glasses and the long hair. At this particular point in time, he has very short hair because he just cut it. Okay, <laughs> so um, Ralph is the one. My that looks God, like you're Will up Forte. on this. Um, I, I sure. Well, what one of uh, you have a fifty percent? One of them looks just 50% like fifty percent chance Will of one Forte. of them looking like Will Forte at this point. Um. Mm-hmm. Most important thing is that they found synthesizers, and that was the way that the Germans could create their own music concrete. It was it was real music using this stuff. I, I just watched this g- giant fucking uh, documentary specifically about <laughs> Kraftwerk and the uh, the birth of Krautrock, and Krautrock was a uh, it was rebelling against what the Americans and the British had been like putting towards them because there were German bands that were like trying to sound like American bands, but they were doing it poorly. And this was German identity being wrapped up and like, we aren't from the Mississippi Delta. We're, you know, this is who we are. And so we're going to make our own thing. So you have these wonderful crap rock beats and like all this bleeps and bloops and it's all fucking awesome. Yeah. We all, we can all agree with that. Mm-hmm. Craft work. Fast forward. All Robs agree with Rob. Yeah. I agree with Rob. I agree. We fast forward. Uh, Autobahn happens. Craftwork has dropped the idea of doing uh, like live drums. It's ju- it's just a four piece at this particular point in time. It, it will continue being a four piece actually, um, but it's all synthetic, it, with the exception of a couple of flutes. Like yeah. it, they, they they were still bringing the flute in. There's guitar and violin. Isn't it? Um, awesome. I don't think there's a guitar on this. There might be some violin. Klaus Roeder, who left the band before this album came out, was on uh, electric violin and guitar. Whatever. All right. <laughs> Point being is this. So the Kraftwerk had taken on this, uh, like, they, they'd all cut their hair. They're, they're dressing, and, like, they're, they're, they're starting to come up with a style at this point of, like, you know. And that style is absolutely a throwback to, like, like what the Nazis were doing. It's gonna say cutting your hair off, huh? <laughs> no, it, it, it's it's fucking perfect. Like it, it's it's them. Like for them to write a like concept record about the autobahn, which is Hitler's like one mainstay. It's the thing that Hitler did. That like if you disassociate everything else that he did, like if you can somehow disassociate the things that the horrible things that Hitler did from it, like they're singing about the one good thing that he did. That already is like. What the fuck are you doing? Number two, they're using, they're actually singing in German. And German at that particular point in time, um, Schlager uh, was what they would call like, I think, and I might be mispronouncing that. That was the right wing of right wing, like singing about homeland and country. 
was Schlager. Like so that, that, that was that so was the culture. These are German nationalist so lyrics. So they are no, they are making fun of it. They are absolutely because what they're singing about with Autobahn isn't about homeland and country and like all this fucking like bullshit. It's it's saying drive, 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 <laughs> like literally. And it, it's all nonsense lyrics. Mm-hmm. So they're they're not only mocking the style of the Nazis with the way they're dressing at this particular point in time by introducing actual German lyrics to the song. They're actually even they're they're going further and mocking both the idea that you're not allowed to sing in German because that's stupid. But also the thing that they're singing about is incredibly dumb, which they knew, which was mocking the fucking like right wing na- like nationalists like of the thing. Like this whole like concept, it, like it's so avant garde and weird and cool. <laughs> um, and, you know, by, by the end of it, like, you know, they also came up with like a, a brand new way of introducing music. Like the, nothing had sounded like this before. Like any of like the like Tangerine Dream type stuff that had happened was more like, oh, we're going to we're going to see what noises we can make. Any particular point you put a needle down on this record, it sounds like Kraftwerk. It sounds exactly like them. And it has it, it, it just sounds fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Like it's very disciplined sound. They're fucking Germans. Of course, it's yes. a disciplined sound. Um, but yeah, like uh, it's. It's still debated in my head between uh, Mark Mothersbaugh's brother and uh, Kraftwerk, who came up with electronic drums on a recording first. Mm-hmm. Um, the electronic drums were originally invented, I think, in 1970, and uh, both Devo and Kraftwerk were recording at this particular, like in 1974. Devo's active at this point. They're they're active. Can um, they just do it separately? <laughs> well, so around the be same first. time. But it's like a, it, who's first is still like a a, a fun little debate to have. Um, I know these ones were uh, custom built. Yeah, by and, and, uh, Wolfgang Fleur. Yeah, and and, and Jim Mother's boss were also custom built were by they? him at that point in time. Uh, it's funny because like um, uh, who who did Kraftworks? Wolfgang Fleur was on percussion and he custom built his okay. own like drum triggers. Yeah. Jim went on to help invent MIDI. Okay. Um, and also gave Devo all of the access to Roland equipment because he was working for Roland. So Devo was getting access to like this early like uh, Roland sequencers and synthesizers. Very much similar to how Kraftwerk was getting access to like early instruments. There's a weird parallel that doesn't quite line up. Uh, because Devo was still like playing more towards the rock aspect. I am fucking going off the rails here. Um, <laughs> no, but we're in your wheelhouse. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah. They're having a and, good time. Yeah. <laughs> so, so okay. tell me again. Tell me again why the you know why conceptually, even though the concept is like, I'm all on board for the m- musicianship. Like, where does that fit in? Is it because they're trying to play with these like simple? octave changes and this sort of like repetitive like i don't want to say cutesy music but it's very melodic it's hypnotic yeah but it doesn't see going back to the idea of like uh german identity Mm -hmm. with with this music and with krautrock in general 
they were saying that, well, the Beach Boys, you know, they write American music. Yeah. You know, fun, 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 till my daddy takes my tea butt away. Yeah. And then fun, fun, fun on the Autobahn was an absolute, like, callback to that. Right. But drive, drive, drive on the, yeah, the not, highway. They're not saying fun, fun, fun. No. They're saying foreign, 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 drive, drive, drive. <laughs> and, yeah. and yeah. like, that that sort of, uh, I, I Shit. Uh, why is it important? <laughs> That's no, what just, you're asking. I'm trying to get. I'm trying to why get. Why should at, he like it? Because because <laughs> it's a it's a it's a four part like simplistic like minimalist composition that never really gets old, but is simultaneously mocking like the like Nazis. Yeah. At the same time, like pushing Krautrock. And music mm-hmm. forward into a brand new like the the importance of this record can't be understated. Like electronic music would not exist without this record. Like being introduced this way hadn't been done, and nobody fucking got it at this point in time. I think this uh, this record, like it, it sold okay, like in the uh, the states and reached, like reached number eleven in, in the Europe, UK. But, but they fucking like the when, single or the album. This uh, the single, the, the single, yeah, yeah. That's right. Um, <laughs> no, like when they when they w- came over here or came over to the states and started touring, no one liked it. <laughs> No Why one liked what they were doing. <laughs> They're little, little four piece of like tight little uh, tight little box of humans, like like yeah. doing their little thing. Everyone fucking hated it. Yeah. Um. But I mean, shit. Like you know, African uh, Mambada was like th- This is what like th- this built hip hop. Mm-hmm. Hip hop doesn't it exist. Build hip hop. Hip hop doesn't exist without Kraftwerk. Hmm. It simply does not. And that that maybe get more towards Man Machine. But, like, African Mabata's, like, first, like, actual record is nothing but Kraftwerk samples. I mean, that, that's Trans Europe Express, right? Like, down, 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 That's Trans Europe Express. Yeah, it is. Uh, hmm. This, this uh, music taken at face value uh, without, you know, the, w- w- without the, the conceptualism behind mm-hmm. it. 10 years ago, 15 years ago, I would have wanted to like it, and I probably wouldn't have liked it as much. I know, like, Trans Europe Express, I I found at a used CD store years back, and I knew that Kraftwerk was cool, 
but I didn't really know what they sounded like. And I was hoping for like, like we wobble blop. But I, what I heard was like ambient music. And, and as much as like, I really wanted to like it, I think I just, I wasn't ready for it at the time. What I was ready for was queen two. Mm-hmm. But now at an older age, I think I'm, I'm at a different place uh, musically in my, in my taste and what I'm listening to. And this ambient synth kraut rock is like a fine wine on my ears right now. Like I, I'm, I, but I'm also like, you know, like I, we've been doing this project, you know, I, I, I got into can, I got into Faust. Uh, I've been getting into through this, just kind of st- stretching out into these ambient realms and kind of just exploring there. Mm-hmm. And with 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 that a bit of like uh, like back history, I, I'm listening to Autobahn now, and I'm really enjoying it for what it is. Mm-hmm. That's good, yeah. yeah. And that's I think that's what I wanted to get at. And I'm I'm uh, really playing devil's advocate. Pardon at, me at for this, my... <laughs> at this uh, point, uh, but I I really wanted to hear. I mean, this is like Autobahn if... isn't even my favorite song on the record. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. What's your favorite. <laughs> I'm sorry, Birch, go on. But I would. I just wanted to know why someone who would be coming into not knowing the backstory, coming into like a Kraftwerk album, like why should they uh, put this up against a, a modern, you know, electronic sounding song, which is maybe is a little more tightly, you know, nuanced and has more variety of things going on than this sort of ambient early synth song does it hold up i well, guess for, for that I, I say it does but honestly if i didn't have the like the the background aspect and uh with the way that we've been doing this uh this recording and going in chronological order yeah. like <clears throat> if you put this up against can or faust like you understand, like it's 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 coming from the same like vein of like Absolutely. building a brand new sound um for, for for the ear holes, and um, I think that <clears throat> I don't think this is the best Kraftwerk album. Yeah, but I, I I think it's absolutely one of the most important like records put down specifically for like electronic music. I will say that those Can albums and Faust they sound a bit out of time. Like you couldn't necessarily pin down a year or pin down an era, and when you hear Kraftwerk. It's, it sounds like mid seventies. It sounds like early electronic, early synth, and it's like put like direct. There's like a pin that goes down in that timeline that says, "This is this is now this," and it's only because they did it. You yeah. know, they they changed the the game. They changed everything by creating an album like this, along with like Debo and some of those others. It's been Tangerine Dream. Yeah, like, yeah, and uh, and but. It, but it is interesting to think Brian of Eno. like these, yeah, Brian, you know, like they put down this, Mort like Garson. here is like, this is the switch over. Like here it is in the time, like from then on, like you can't unsee, you can't unhear yeah. oh, the you- sort of like electronic element of a uh, band. And yeah, it, it had to come from Germany. Yeah. Like uh, it- probably. Yeah. I mean, what what Diva was doing in '74 was just like their their entire like thesis was like there will be no chorus, <laughs> nothing will be like there there'll be no time signature you can tap your foot to, and this is the end 
antithesis of that. Yeah. Is um, this 74? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What year is Another Green World? Uh, I believe it's 74, 75. It's also 74, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we'll be getting very shortly, I think, uh, in a yeah. few episodes, we'll be getting Tangerine Dream. Yeah, unfortunately, like, cool. by chronological with this, it, it doesn't mean, it just means year by year. year, by year it, yeah. it, sure. it has no, this book cares nothing <laughs> for actual chronology. Um, but no. Uh, ben, I guess my point being, though, that, like, there are other people doing similar things oh, definitely, at this yeah. time. Um, so, uh, not to say that I don't think this it, is important, but to me, this is, like, very pleasant. They're using like, similar instruments, but they're not necessarily doing the same thing with them. Yeah. Well, Brian Eno is doing a lot of, like, experiments with, like, looping sound and, like, thinking about minimalist composition in the same way. I would, I would also maybe ask you, like, you feel that Brian Eno is pretentious. Like, why is Kraftwerk not pretentious? <laughs> um... Oh, I think they're pretentious. <laughs> they're incredibly pretentious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, the uh, avant-garde and crap rock in general. Like it was absolutely like it was an insular like uh, you know community. Like they and and it was insular insular and also um, uh, incestuous. Like the bands would start and break up immediately and form other bands. Like the the whole scene with that was so like, like kind of folded in. I mean, each it, other. it was outsider, but like yeah. it was like this many people care about it. Um, There's a dude named Connie Plank who is a producer for most of these records, uh, not Kraftworks, but Krautrock in general. And uh, this was the last record that he produced for Kraftwerk, um, and. But like Tangerine Dream and uh, pretty sure Can and Faust, like we're all Connie Plank uh, mm-hmm. uh, productions. Like and like he was he was a linchpin for it, any of this shit to even exist. Like there was one like German commune, like uh, I want to say in in Dusseldorf um, that was producing a shit ton of kraut rock. And all of these bands kind of like came out of that, and that's where Connie was like, that's where his like production stuff was. Um, but going back to my favorite song on this record, uh, what yes. it would be, uh, is it uh, Common Comet in Melody Number Two is my ah. uh, my my go to track on this because you could they haven't quite figured out how to phrase <laughs> yet, right. but. Other, if they had figured out how to phrase correctly with the synthesizers, there wouldn't be parts where the synth drops out. What What is phrasing when you're talking, uh, like, manipulating a synthesizer? Uh, just, like, how much time the decay takes before okay. it takes place. Like, specifically on that track, like, you can hear, like, the, the run up going, and then, like, he takes his hand off the keyboard, and it just, like, drops out. And then ah. he, he hits it again to, like, uh, yeah. come back in, but... Uh, you want that, it to decay a bit longer? That's my my thought was they just hadn't quite uh, quite figured it out. But again, at this particular point in time, uh, they were like putting a cricket inside a little box on top of a microphone and trying to record like the sounds of like a cricket have its own very own solo. They were very high when they recorded this. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that cricket sound, but it sounds like a synth. Like a synth cricket. The, the, the cricket never made it on to the uh, the, the final <laughs> final record. Uh, they they did make their very own cricket sounds for the last track. Must have been so disappointed. Yeah, but, <laughs> but no. the cricket. Yeah, Jiminy. Yeah. 
Yeah. Poor guy. But yeah, I mean, it, th- this is uh, th- this was their push to like make a thing that was both accessible, but still very much like a nothing had sounded like this before. This yeah. is a brand new sound. The Kraftwerk came into their own with this record, and it sounds like this sounds like a Kraftwerk record. Yeah, you, there's no denying like, yeah. who's doing this. Uh, you can't say that with their first three. Um, I haven't it, listened to any of those. Is it like is it still Krautrock? Is it is more like Can or? I mean, it's it's Kraut like there's a Krautrock beat, and then there's a guy with a flute going through an echo pedal, and then there's a dude with a synthesizer. Heck yeah! I mean, it's awesome, <laughs> but it, it's not this, right? You know, it it was like. It it was a two piece with a drummer, and this is a two piece with a uh, a couple other dudes. And I don't know. That's not what Robert Kreisgau thought of this album. Oh no! What did Kreisgau <laughs> say? He said the Iron Butterfly of Uber Rock. Uh, Mike Odenfield un- unmitigated. F- sorry, Mike Odenfield for unmitigated simpletons. Mike Oldfield. Oldfield. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But then he said, a uh, sort of. Uh, he said, I don't entirely disapprove. He said, in, in, in my mitigated way, I do not entirely disapprove. Yeah. is side two like i would I, agree i think side two is is where it's at and that's a it's weird that he didn't flip it honestly i thought something was interesting about uh the album art uh, uh the original german album art which was was painted by uh artist and craft work collaborator emil schult so it's got like it's like the it's like a scene of like cars on the autobahn and much like in that Minutemen album, you can see a reflection in the rearview mirror of, of what you're actually looking at. And you can see uh, Kraftwerk sitting in the back seat in the rearview mirror. Then on the rear cover of it, it's just more of a close-up cropped in of that rearview mirror. It's more of like a band portrait. Sitting in the back seat, you've got Ralph Hooter. Uh, you've got Florian Schneider. You've got Klaus Roder. Uh, the electric violin and guitar player who left the band before it was before this album came out, but then the other guy sitting next to them in the original picture was Emil Schult, the painter of the picture, and left out of the picture was uh, Wolfgang Fleur, who had been their drummer for over a year at that point. What <laughs> <laughs> they did, they ended up they they superimposed. Uh, Wolfgang Fleur's head over over Emil Schultz's body so he could be in the band photo on the back because they decided that he wanted to be like a full-time member. Well, or they decided they wanted him as a full-time member. What I don't understand is 
Okay, so you've got a picture of four people in the back. You've got your two main guys. You've got your guy that's going to be, that, that I'm sure they didn't know at the time, but would only be in the band for a few months. And then you've got the guy who painted your album cover. Meanwhile, the, dr- the drummer who built his own bespoke drum triggers to be in this band was originally not included on that picture, and they added him as an afterthought. And they they didn't even put him over his head over the guy who had already quit the band. <laughs> <laughs> like Wolfgang Fleur, I, I think he's still in Kraftwerk. He is. But who is, yeah. who is the most handsome? Uh, <coughs> the one that doesn't look like uh, Will Forte, I would say, probably. I'm just yeah. saying, maybe they just Florian. wanted to show the most it, handsome people, not. Who's the, who's the, the one that had like the, the long hair and the glasses? He's probably the handsome guy, right? Dieter. <laughs> oh, so I was talking to my dad on the phone today, and he was asking how the podcast was going. He was asking what we were covering, and I told him, uh, among other things, Kraftwerk. And he's like, Kraftwerk? He's like, what's that like? And I was just trying to think of a way to describe them to my dad in, in as short of time as possible. And I was like, do you remember that old SNL skit with Mike Myers, like the sprockets? He's like, oh, yeah. I'm like, it's like that. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Yep. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what happened when you received craft work? It wasn't Ben. A, it was Kyle. Oh, it was Kyle. Oh, yeah. 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 I think we, we... Have we told this story uh, on know. tape? I don't know. So uh, my, my sister's fiance and, and all of our friend, Kyle, uh, he was... He had a birthday that was near Thanksgiving. And when we were gathered at... Uh, like For like family Thanksgiving... My mom gave him a gift, and she she was so happy because she had found at a church rummage sale a copy of Autobahn with the original German album art. And he opened it, and he was so pumped. And then he took out the disc, and it was Tom Jones Sings Country. <laughs> <laughs> and then for, for what's for, the for, difference? <laughs> my poor mom. She was she was so embarrassed. Because she, she was so proud, yeah. you know, because, you know, she, and she thinks, and she's absolutely correct, most moms don't know craft work. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, I know that, I know that my sister's, uh, my, my daughter's fiance is like into this German band. I'm at the church rummage sale. I'm going to be like, this is going to be the gift of the year. <laughs> so, for, but for Christmas though, she, she had gone on eBay and she found him a copy of Autobahn <laughs> to get to actually fulfill the gift. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's how you do it, Barb. Yep. <laughs> Barb's good at gifts. she's a true champion. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of this album, Rob? I can uh, get your take <laughs> on if you're positive on it, maybe negative, maybe... All right. We'll see. I... <laughs> I... I... <laughs> I struggle. I, I struggle because I'm not a fan of art rock in general. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I because when you put words like that to it, it makes it way more pretentious than I think that uh, music should be. Um, but given the fact that like this was the first generation away from Nazis aping the uh the old guard to piss them off i think it's fucking awesome i fucking love it mm-hmm. i would say that uh this is a uh some monument of uh of minimalist synthesizer works and uh stands as a testament to why craftwork is uh one of the most important uh bands of the uh shit 20th century 
Cool. I really enjoyed this album. I like it a lot. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, I think I'm, I think I'm in the right mind space and musical maturity to to really appreciate it. As for recommending it to like the listening public, I don't know. You know, you, you need to, you, you need to, you need to, I guess know what you what you're getting. Uh, it, it's not gonna jump out and grab the casual listener. You know that it's not it's not full of hooks. Uh, you're not gonna necessarily walk around humming melodies for this from this album unless you know you're far and far and far and on the altar. Yeah. But you would because it did chart like the the three minute edit was popular edit. enough. <laughs> yeah. And and possibly because it was so unique and different and maybe refreshing at the time. And in a three minute bite sized piece, I could absolutely see where even just at novelty value, people would want to seven try. times that it's okay. Yeah, <laughs> you can do it. Uh, I really enjoy this. I will continue to listen to this. Uh, I don't know if it's for everybody, mm-hmm. but it gets a positive review from me. Cool. Yeah, I think it's pleasant. I think it's enjoyable. I think if I was going to listen to minimalist composition stuff, this isn't probably the one I would go back to over and over again. I'm not saying I'll never listen to it again. So, hmm. yeah, I'm I'm really torn on this album just because I feel like it's so important and Kraftwerk as a band is just really important. I love listening to this early stuff that has the a bit of rough edges, like you were saying, like the decay is not like quite perfect. Nope. Like everything is all analog, so you can't get those digital the perfection of just chopping the things up and, and getting it all right. But at the same time, I feel like in a modern, like my modern ears have to listen to craft work, like all of Autobahn. And from there, it, it seems to be a bit like, I don't know, lackluster. I don't know what, how, how to describe it. This it, isn't it, my it, favorite album. It, it's, yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. And so that's why I'm torn though, because should it be in the book? Yeah, of course it should. Like, it's Autobahn by Kraftwerk. It's the seminal album of Krautrock elect- early electronic music. But at the same time, will I go back, listen to this album more times? Do I, like, you know, put it on every once in a while? I don't know. I would probably put on side two more than I would put on Autobahn because there, it, it, it gets in a place where it's, I just don't find it as interesting. It's, I mean, maybe it's the sort of just the simple sort of like melodies that no, it, it, it's a bit more like polished poppy than I feel like it should be my, coming from craft work, which my, is side two. My, so. my favorite part about <laughs> yeah, side one is when they come in with a full on like uh, Beach Boys vocals, <laughs> <laughs> like towards the end of it. And have these like incredible like fun on the autobahn, <laughs> but like with the uh, the harmonies like going up <laughs> over it, like because they know how ridiculous it is. Yeah, but they they just they keep pushing. Yeah, and that ah man, 
I I love that nerds <laughs> stuck it to some stodgy old Nazis the way that they did with this particular record. Yeah. Um. And no, I I, I get it. It it it's definitely not. Uh, it's the easiest. It's it's it, it, it's easy listening for craft work. I think. Um. Yeah. It, it but just you know twenty min twenty two minutes is a yeah yeah it's it's a bit much. But uh, yeah, overall though, I mean, it's going to tip. It's like it just tips into positive for me <laughs> just because like it, it it has those rough like early analog synth stuff that is just like a little out there a little weird especially on side two i feel like it it just picks up so much more on side two side yeah. one is just a bit of a yeah okay but yeah hits home on on some of this weirder avant-garde stuff i love the uh like Trying to make early morning sounds yeah. that they that they do with the synthesizers, like I think it's I don't know it's is this Morgan Spatzer gang? Mm-hmm. Yep, we're listening it's beautiful. to Morgan Spatzer gang. It, you know, morning stroll. Yeah, <laughs> as you do. <laughs> cool what fucking record, guys. I'm going out for a Morgan Spatzer gang. All right, we're going to switch it up. Next time, we'll be talking about Van Morrison. It's too late to stop now. Thanks, y'all.